house we call it to get me through the night. I need you to get me through the night. Welcome to episode 51 of the one, the only, the Bleezy Show. I have returned. I've been on a little fake hiatus. Uh, not really. I needed a little break, but good afternoon. Happy Father's Day. Also, happy Juneteenth to everyone out there. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, so, like I said, my apologies for not potting in a long time. Uh, main reason, I'll get into it. If you guys don't know, you probably are aware by now, there's a Hollywood Writers Guild, you know, strike, right? And, you know, after talking, listening to some people who are participating in the strike, as a salute of solidarity with them, I chose not to post my podcast as they were striking. Now, I know what y'all thinking, like, what does your podcast have to do with Hollywood and the writers getting paid fairly and everything from their networks. But as a writer, you know, seeing, you know, thousands of people protest and sacrifice doing their, you know, love and their craft in order to be compensated, I respect that. And I'm down to fuck with them with that. And um, I will always be a writer. The crazy thing about this is you know, it's been what seven weeks since the writer strike started. Like it started like the first week of May, I remember. And you know, none of my favorite talk shows or TV shows or television shows are really airing. Like the the Daily Show, Stephen Colbert. I think Bill Maher is not on right now as as well. But I also saw in the news that a lot of production has stopped in movies, television shows. It's a work stoppage. Like it's affecting a lot. Of, of people out here and you know directors can't do their job actors can't do their job cameramen and so on so it's just a chain reaction that's been affecting the way we've been consuming our television lately but i don't even watch tv like that i'm not a television or cable person for that matter i'd rather watch things about nature universe some shit that's going to expand my brain and pick my mind, but, you know, I'm not really into scripted television or anything that's like, oh, that's a lie, but I I don't watch it as much as the regular person does, but I do see why the Writers Guild is complaining, because apparently, you know, some of the writers are only getting paid like $40,000, $50,000 a year, and they're the minds behind some of our favorite television shows. That be making millions and millions. And I don't think that's right. Like, I heard stories of writers being in prominent shows having now to take a second or even a third job just to make ends meet. You know, we know how pricey LA is. And don't get me started on New York. I could pot about that all day. But I always think about how we take entertainment for granted. You know, like my podcast, obviously, is not super popular. I do it for the 50 to 100 people that tune in or whatever. Still matters to me. You know, it's not going to, if my podcast disappeared, Spotify's not going to be like, damn, we need the Bleezy show back. Like, they're not going to say that. But imagine if a really popular podcast or show that you enjoyed stopped. Like, 
you have to all of a sudden find another way to entertain yourself and substitute that out. You know, how much time, think about that you usually watch shows. I know a lot of people that spend hours upon hours watching shows. So I kind of see it, though, as like a, a time for us to cleanse, like a little blessing in disguise, because I don't think as Americans, we we just consume television and video games like no other country. Like, it's kind of sad because I think there's a psychological attachment that we have with the television or entertainment for that matter. And it's unhealthy, but we have come to accept it as natural because it's just part of our everyday lives. And I believe that even the other week, I remember my coworkers were saying that, you know, they were checking, like, I guess their, uh, how much time they spend on certain apps on their phone per week and their phone gives them an update. So, you know, I work with a lot of younger people, like ages 19 to 24, and they're spending like 20 plus hours a week on TikTok alone. Not Instagram, not Snapchat, not all this other shit. Like TikTok alone is taking at least an entire day of their week. So I just think it's crazy how technology all of a sudden has a, a chokehold on us, I would say. Because it's kind of sad. I don't even think I've seen a lot of kids without a tablet or a phone in their hand. Like you'll barely see a kid read a book, play with a toy. And I feel bad because it does present a lot of problems when it comes to the way they communicate, their anxiety, just the way they deal with moods and body language, reading people. And I think it's causing a huge you know, disconnection, not only between generations, but just the way society's starting to interact. That's why I don't like, in, like getting like the VR shit, the Oculus, like I don't want to be detached from like reality. I want to feel as much of the reality as I can. So like for me, I'm not going to lie. Like I'd be on my phone like a good amount of time. If I'm being truthful. If I'm working, I'm probably on my phone four hours. I'm not at work, but I'm just saying during that day, I'm probably on my phone like four hours throughout the day. If I'm, if I'm working, cause I'm not on my phone at work only on my break really. But if it's a day off, like I had today, and I had like nothing to do, I had no plans or nothing lined up, or I had to go anywhere. Yeah, I could see myself being on the phone for six plus hours. Like that's definitely a reality. But I hate the fact that I have to rely having my phone, my cell phone, so much because even think about like what 15, 20 years ago in middle school, no one really. Well, we had cell phones, but we weren't as attached to our cell phones as we are now. Like you just had your cell phone if you needed to call someone because you didn't want to run home to use your phone or whatever. But I feel bad for the kids now because they're missing out on what life is. And, you know, that's something you can't get from looking at a screen all day, you know, and circling back to the writer's guild strike in a way I kind of, like the fact that the strike is happening because it allows people to, you know, start to explore different parts of themselves that they probably didn't have, you know, time to to do before. So, for instance, uh, I know people who said from the writer's strike that now instead of spending, you know, all day trying to meet a deadline, writing these scripts, now for the first time in a while, they have a chance to look at, like, you know, 
the bigger picture in life, you know, step away from the, the bullshit we created. And I think it, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. Cause we don't really think about like the rat race. Like we're, we're all rats in my opinion with like cheese tied to our, the end of our tails. We're on a treadmill. Right. And like recently for me, I've been meditating, I would say two, three times a week, just trying to get it into my, you know, routine just to cleanse myself or my soul, I would say. Like, I will go to the park right down the street from me. Amazing view of New York City skyline. Beautiful. Uh, you see little fish, turtles in the pond. I ain't gonna lie. I saw, I thought I saw a mouse today when I was sitting under the tree because it came out this little asshole. It looked like a shrew or something, but that shit was about to run up my leg. I screamed like a little girl when I jumped up. But yeah, two to three hours I spent meditating. And the amount of tranquility and peace that I get is like, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world because I feel like it helps with my personal growth, my external growth, me just like reflecting on my role in life, my purpose, creating purpose for others, you know, and um, I think it's just like something that we, I view it as priceless, but we're all in this rat race where you know, it's all about money. It's all about us consuming. It's just this capitalistic nature that's just like forcing us not to keep our heads on a swivel and not look up because I feel like we're missing a lot. And you can learn a lot of lessons from the people around you, a lot of valuable things. And you just have to open your eyes. You have to be, you know, recipient of the the messages that people are trying to convey to you. And I just think a lot of younger people aren't really getting that because they're too attached to their phone and everything. But you know, I was really just talking to one of my boys just yesterday, yeah, about uh it's Juneteenth, right? So people of non color always ask black people, I feel like, you know, how do you guys celebrate new you know Juneteenth or how can they participate in the festive uh festivities? So this morning I posted on IG Juneteenth is not just a black holiday it's an american holiday and i think the lack of nationalism and identity that we don't have as a country plays a big role in why like people are so unfamiliar like every time it's like an ethnic holiday i feel like a lot of us who are not part of that ethnicity feel like we need to stand on the sidelines and watch people celebrate and then when it's our turn, we jump in the game and we celebrate. Like, I'm not going to lie. I get pissed in February because, yeah, it's Black History Month. But I will also would love to celebrate Chinese New Year, like, traditionally, not the American way, like, the traditional way, like, a Chinese family would. And I know already, you know, projecting shit, I will probably get backlash because it will be like, how you going to celebrate Chinese New Year but not celebrate Black history, like blah, blah, blah. And it's, I think it will be a great learning experience just to, you know, step outside of your culture, learn, you know, customs and holidays and how to, you know, just per, like receive that information and, and just expand your horizon. So those are the type of thoughts that troop and troll through my mind. And I always allow it to prevent me from crossing the line. But going forward... I'm crossing the line every time, every chance I get, because I think we need to stop, like I was saying, standing on the, you know, the sidelines out of bounds, and we need to start being more participatory. Like this weekend, 
of course, I like seeing Juneteenth festivals. I like seeing black people come together, dance, eat, drink, shake our asses. Like it, it's good. It's good seeing. It makes me feel good. But I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunity for us to properly and formally educate other people who may not be as familiar with the holiday and how you know that the the significance of Juneteenth and how you know we experience it, right? So like I wish some of my black non-black friends would just hit me up and be like, or just feel comfortable enough to say, yo, what you doing for Juneteenth? Or like, is there anything going on for Juneteenth? Like, you know, but I guess they don't want to be like too tryhardy or want to step on my shoes or something. So it sucks. Cause as Americans, like when July 4th happens, yeah, we all celebrate, but no one celebrates harder than white people. Like they have the American flag on their truck, their lawn. They got it in their backyard. They got it on their shades, their kids. Like, they're red, white, and blue decked out. And someone also asked me a really good question the other day. I think you guys should also ponder this. Like, you know, why don't black people celebrate July 4th the way we do Juneteenth? And I already know what y'all niggas thinking. We wasn't free July 4th. We got free June 19th, 1865. Like, all right. You're right. You know, no one's debating that. But I feel that's not a sufficient enough answer. Because, yeah, we did get our freedom June 19th. But if you go to any other country, Independence Day is like the day. Like, that's like the biggest holiday in every other country. Besides Christmas, probably. But y'all get what I'm saying. I I don't want to celebrate two separate Independence Day for two separate races. Like, I don't want black people just celebrating June 19th and, you know, uh, Caucasian people just celebrating July 4th or feel like, oh, they can't celebrate uh, Juneteenth, right? So I just feel like the way we're, we're headed, we're already like a divisive country. We're already splitting hairs about a lot of bullshit, like politics-wise or like the whole gender, you know, fluidity uh, conversation. But... We just need to overall educate everyone on the significance of Juneteenth so people who aren't Black could feel like, all right, this is not just a Black Independence Day. Like, I feel bad for, like, Native Americans because they don't have an Independence Day because their shit was taken from them. And I don't think enough Americans feel the need to, like, you know, brush themselves up on how we could contribute more to the Native American tribes or just learn about, you know, all that shit that they had to go through for centuries, and now that they're here, why is it important that we, you know, try to like preserve what's left of what they have? And I and I think as people, like we we have an innate ability to you know go into the unknown and learn, but we also have this ignorant ability to stay in packs and stay in tribes and just you know be around what makes us feel safe and comfortable. And I think that's a hindrance to our growth. And I want to just challenge everyone out there just to to grow a little bit. I'm not asking you to to change your whole you know way you live life, but just see from someone else's perspective on how things could be different, because we all live very original and unique lives, and we all have original, unique things that we could contribute. But no one's going to recognize those things if we just hoard it to ourselves. So education is very important. When just speaking to people and learning about like 
whatever it is you are uh, inquisiting on. Um, but yeah, I just think we just need to be better people in this world. We're, the world just has too many terrible people. If I just, if I could just like sum it up to that, like a lot of people are are, are timid. A lot of people are just not risk takers anymore. A lot of people just want to play it safe, get through, get by. You know, like that's not gonna cut it anymore. We really gotta just force ourselves to to be in the vicinity of one another and then force ourselves to be like, okay, even if it gets a little bit uncomfortable, right? You know, just put the just you have to sit in that uncomfortability and just like let it marinate and then be like, okay, I may not understand, but I know. You know, so I just want people just to put that on their brains for food for thought. But I'm going to wrap the pot up. Uh, like I said, this was episode 51 of the Bleezy Show. I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, support the Writers Guild strike. Support the writers. Uh, they create everything. I love creators. We 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 make this shit happen. So, you know, you always got to stand with what's right in this world. And um, other than that, uh, just make sure you guys uh, tune in next time. Follow me on the gram. Hit me up. Like I said, if you guys want to be a guest, I always invite y'all niggas, but y'all niggas know. Some of y'all be responding. Some of y'all, but others, y'all niggas be flaking. I'm tired of hitting y'all niggas up. But, yo, thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, I'll see you. Peace. Changing, baby, please let me know. My ego is too big, baby's gonna grow. 
I want my baby back right every day When I see you, baby, wanna kiss your face If there was another nigga, would you tell me? Or would you make me just feel jealous? If there was another man, would you be? Open to spend the eternity With someone else who isn't me I'm probably being jealous, baby, can't you see? If I'm not your man, baby, let me know So I could let you go and be gone If it wasn't me, maybe who'd you choose? Probably someone that you probably never seen If you love me, baby, tell me all the time Is I young, know what's on my mind If I love you, baby, I'ma let you know I gotta let you go, baby, let you grow If you are my baby, please stay with me If not, baby, then I can't let you leave If you are my baby, I can't let you go